Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Get in here in a minute. Uh, we are doing this call tonight because me and Matt want to bring the most value that we can to everybody. And these are new agents to the game. One's about to get his license. One just got her license, but they do want to be investors too. So we're trying to give them the benefit to ask the questions that we didn't get to ask and stuff like that. So uh, what I want to do real quick, keep it about four or five minutes. Uh, Amber, we'll let you start, kind of tell them where you are, who you are, and what you're doing, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, my name is Amber Adams. Um, I do work with the Zolan Group. I work with Ryan Zolan in Arizona. Uh, we work mostly in the East Valley, Phoenix area, and I just got my license in July, July 22nd. Um, went through the class in about a month, and then took the state national test, passed the first time. And from there, I've been in the game for about two months now. I just got my first clients under contract uh, for a new build construction. And that one will be closing in June here soon. So hopefully in the next few months, we'll have that one. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of going from there, mainly focusing on the traditional residential side for now, but definitely interested in getting into investing here. Awesome. Hi, me. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently working on my real estate license. I'm about halfway through it. Um, I just discovered, you know, the, the magic and wonders that real estate can offer just about three months ago. And, uh, I've gone head in like head first into everything. I'm super excited to get my license and get going, uh, similar to Amber don't have my first property yet, but I'm definitely formulating like my plan and kind of my strategy to, to get that first property and, uh, just, you know, keep, keep scaling from there, you know, in smart ways and, and tactically, but I'm just excited about, you know, Jumping in, jumping into the real estate world. Awesome. Well, this man doesn't need any introduction. Matt Tefke in the house. Thanks for taking the time, my brother. I, I probably know it's like bedish time for the for the young baby. So tell Lexi thank you so much. But Matt, I, you weren't on the beginning of the call. Amber got her license in June, and she already has a new construction house under contract, baby, this week. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, man. So I love it. So, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to let Matt kind of handle a lot of the real estate stuff. I'm going to handle the podcast. So Amber, we'll start with you. Go away with your first question. Ask Matt. So just so you know, if you don't know Matt, Matt owns a property management company. He has a bunch of houses. He owns a brokerage. Uh, agents underneath him, they have a construction company. So he covers the gamut on all the stuff, multifamily <laughs> assets, everything. Awesome. I kind of want to get your opinion. I'm coming into the game at 18. So I am trying to get over the mindset of the fact that I'm so young and trying to get people to trust me to help them with the largest purchase of their life usually. So I was just wondering if you had any advice for that kind of mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can just kind of tell you the way I've approached it. And it's just super exciting when you're young and you know you've, you have a lot to bring to the table. And that's what I think you have to show people is that although you may be young, you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to go the extra mile and you've got to really go perform 
And, and most of the time when you have that mindset and that effort, you are going to perform better than most people. Behind that, hopefully you have a really good brokerage. Um, and if not, you know, there are other people that you can find that will help you. And, and getting the resources from them, you know, sometimes you have to give up a little bit on a deal. Like, you know, I remember my first couple deals, I found them and I wanted to keep the full 3%, but I realized, let me go get a co-broker and give them half. And, you know, maybe I'll make a little bit less right now, but we'll do it right. I'll learn. I'll build a relationship. Uh, maybe they'll bring me deals later in life. And so just kind of approaching it in a long-term mindset, I think, is the key. Um, and then just phrasing it in your mind, like if you're passionate and you care, have some confidence in yourself and know that uh, you will go figure it out and be honest with people. That's all you can do and say, hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll find it out. And people respect that. And so I think it's just a process that everyone has to go through. But to kind of put it in perspective of bringing people on, don't try to keep the whole deal yourself, go out hustle and out grind and then perform. And I, I still do it to this day. Um, if there's a certain type of property that I don't specialize in, I'll bring on a partner and we'll go, we'll go do it together. And I think all those same thoughts in building that relationship with those people. So hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and just so you know, Matt got started at like 17 too. So he's fully aware of the whole scenario. But something I want to add to that, uh, an old boss told me, is never lie about where you are in your journey. And if you're honest and upfront with people. But here's the most important thing. When you're young, I, I don't care and I get it. Like mindset's everything. But don't let them catch you slipping, right? And what I mean by that is, is, is know the square footage know the features of the house, you know, show up prepared and your results will speak for itself. But understand that I've met people that have 180 units at 19 years old. So don't put the only limitations that exist are the ones on yourself. And so don't put your own limitations on yourself because clients are already doing that. So, you know, rid yourself of that worry and just show up prepared and that's all you can do, you know. And, and another thing on that note, um, you know, people work with people that they like, right? And if you put in the grind and the hustle, that's the best part. But there are some advantages to being that person. I remember clients of mine, I could tell they just, they wanted me to make some money and they liked me. And that's literally why they bought a house for me. And so there's, there's definitely advantages. People are like, yeah, someone younger, they're putting in the work. I want to work with this person over the person with all the experience. Uh, so you, know, you can look at it from, from all different perspectives. And, and, and also guess what? You don't have two kids and you don't have to be home by five. So if they need a hustler that you got all the time in the world, so use that to your advantage, you know, that's super important. Uh, Jaime, drop it down. What you got? Yeah. I mean, so mostly the questions I wrote are more investing questions. Um, but I think this one goes hand in hand and you kind of already covered it, but so do you think, at the beginning, obviously, like you mentioned, Austin, having some knowledge and your basic, knowing your square footage and all that is important. But I feel like as a new agent, you stre I stress out, and I'm not even an agent yet. I don't stress out, but I think about like, man, uh, I don't want to look at like the guy that doesn't know anything. So at the beginning, do you think mindset or knowledge um, is like more important as starting agent? Um, what do you think is, is more important? Austin, you want to take my, uh, so, I, I, this so is, I, I, dude, you, you just hit like, you hit it. You just slid a 80 
86 uh, mile an hour fastball down my plate. So look, <laughs> at the end of the day, I just said this with a, with a guy I was meeting with earlier today. The knowledge of the real estate bubble, right, is Matt's been at 10 years. I'm older than him, so I'll just keep my age out of this. But, but what I'm saying is the knowledge will be learned as you go on, right? And you do have to have a basic baseline knowledge, mm-hmm. but you will learn way more from doing. But, you know, Nick, your buddy who introduced us said it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I think he's listening right now. I want to give him a, 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 a shout out. He, okay. said that it, he said that if you don't have the right mindset stepping into investing or as an agent, the mm-hmm. real estate podcasts are just fillers, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. if you don't have the proper mindset stepping into it, your age, your, 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 all that stuff, dude, it's mindset 20 times over because mm-hmm. truly, and I mean this, and you can talk to my boy, Adrian, who we had on when he was 18 years old, they had to raise $150,000 and he was like, I don't know where to get that money. And he like YouTubed it and figured it out. And so, and then when you get over that hump, yeah, you're off because you're just, you, you now it's not an obstacle. It's just a moment in time, right, Matt? Yeah, man. I just, you know, I think you just got to go. I, I don't think about things. I just go. Yeah. And I get all the knowledge, uh, you know, I'll tell you my experience is uh, when I first started, I really was seeking hard to learn. Mm-hmm. And so I committed to it and I said, I'm going to learn as much as I possibly can and do it from a ground level. And I, I was, the, I was literally the first one in and the last one out for two years. I was taking 18 years of school I got rookie of the year realtor as a full-time student and just grind and yeah. I didn't miss the call and uh, you just got to get out there, man. And, and it's mindset's obviously important for, for everything. And the most important thing is longevity. And I just say, it's a long game. And if you can, if you can uh, realize that starting at the beginnings, the, the greatest thing ever, because you're mm-hmm. literally putting all the things in places and you're building these clients and you're, if you can be organized and detailed, every year gets better and it just compounds and it rolls and there's the snowball effect that is really the beauty of real estate and so uh all along the way i was always learning i sat down with this guy for an hour every day after school and we went through contracts when i graduated college and i moved back to round rock i sat down with don quick the broker every morning at 7 a.m and i would ask him questions and so if if you're gonna be you got to find those people that can help you mm-hmm. and to do that, you've got to, you got to present them something and provide them something. And I do that myself every day still. And, uh, it's just, it's a process and it's the long game and staying power is the key. But when you're, when you're new and you're getting started, man, building that Rolodex, building those, you know, the, the people got to hear your name 10 times before they're, they feel confident that you know what you're talking about. Cause everyone can come out and blast that they got the real estate license, right? Everybody knows a real estate agent. But what are you going to do to set yourself apart and, and have that staying power, I think, is the key to the to, to success in this business. Mm. That's good and, stuff. And, and I, think, I think more importantly, as me and Matt surround ourselves with higher level individuals, uh, Jaime knows where I was last night. I mean, just like blew my mind on my own stuff, right? Meeting mentors of mine that I've known for three years. You know, do what you say you're going to do. That's the most important thing and do it with a quickness, right? And you don't have to have everything figured out, but you can figure it out, right? And that's what you're doing for your clients too. You're just saying like my philosophy in life is I never want to be the cog in the machine that keeps everybody from working. 
If, mm-hmm. if you're waiting on me, well, then we got a problem because the job's not getting done, right? And so, you know, when they ask you, like, here's a perfect example. Let's say a contract's in, and, and maybe Matt can speak to this because I'm not an agent. Let's say a contract's in and they need <laughs> said item one, two, and three. Do it that day. Just get yeah. it off your plate. And don't wait till the third day because what if something happens and it moves along quicker? Just never be the cog in the wheel, Matt. That's to my point that time kills all deals. Yeah. Time kills all deals. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you got a seller that, that wants to sign and he wants to sign next week, there's a chance the deal dies. You got to get it signed right away. Mm. And it's a grind. You know, I, I, I can remember. It's crazy when I really think back. I mean, there's been a lot that I've done. And I remember writing hundreds of letters, handwritten letters every day. I remember trying a different top uh, tactic, you know, copy, copy those uh, pages in the, in the uh, scanner and then just sign it. And it looked like it was handwritten and just all kinds of stuff that I would just go do and try and figure out what worked out. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's what I love about this business is there's always something new around the corner. And if you know the right people that just expands your ability to make money uh, you can go, if you know, developers or whatever, you can put things under contract and go to those developers, but they got to know you beforehand. They can't uh, know you the first time on your first call. And so that's why it's just, the, uh, you know, playing the long game. And yeah. we're going we're gonna to jump into the questions again, but something I just thought about on that vein. Remember that as a real estate agent and real estate investor in general, a lot of the sexy, unsexy professions, <laughs> meaning – the lawyers, the title companies, the, 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 the uh, mortgage lenders, these are the people that I would target to take to lunch because they're the ones seeing transactions happen and they're, they're no the ones that are closing deals. So yeah, you can, I want you to network with other agents, of course, but like, you know, Matt got his start in property management and that's how he's got a lot of deals because he has direct access to the owners, Matt. What do you speak on that? Well, yeah, well, I just want to say, man, that, you know, my best advice, and, and it only comes from what I've done, is anytime I ever do something, I, I really do want to be the best at it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wanted to get my master's degree to, to make me the best guy in real estate. Then I want to go work at Endeavor, the best developer in Austin. Uh, I want to get around Don Quick. So I, I think you've got to get around the, the best. As close as you can around the best, as, as far as everyone's better in different ways, but get around what you think is the best. And it's not necessarily that it makes more money, but it fits with your style. Like, this is what I agree with. This is what I want to be about. I want to follow this and learn from this. And that's, that's what I did. And I did that for eight years until I branched off. I mean, most of this time that I've been in the business, I've been working at other companies, learning from people. Uh, at other brokerages and only for about two or three years now have it been totally on my own. Mm-hmm. So just get around people that, and, and if, you, if you get around someone and you don't agree with it, like move on, find someone else, yeah. you know, that you agree with. People that are aligned to what, like you're saying to your goals and what you, what you want to achieve and they're doing it at a high level. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Plug in at the, at the ground floor, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So Amber, what you got? So this kind of goes hand in hand too, but I know you both come from pretty different backgrounds in real estate. Um, so just wondering, in your opinion, what is the best way to just get in, get started in real estate investing in general? Do you put your money into a real estate investment trust or do you save up some money to buy a property and rent it out or do you wholesale or like what is the 
first thing that you would do or would you learn a little bit of all of it and just go for it or do you get really good at one thing my opinion is just do a deal any mm -hmm. deal put it in an investment trust sure and then you can pull it out when you find the next deal um i i look at you know it's one of many you're, you're playing the long game and just to get a deal done and it's got to be something that you like and um does well for you there's no point not to but you know this is how i look at it whether it's a 22% return or 17% uh, or 16%. I don't care. I just want to go do the deal. And so mm -hmm. I can get my next one because I don't want to just sit there and analyze paper all day. I want to get into action and go. And that's me. Everyone's different. Um, there's, there's positives and negatives to my, to that mindset, but that's kind of how I view it. Just, just do a deal. And, and I guess to make it a little bit more outlined, like go buy a duplex and house hack it, go buy a house and house hack it, rent mm -hmm. out the rooms. Uh, it's going to take a sacrifice every time I've ever done a deal and I've bought like 12 or 15 houses that I've moved in and out of. It was a sacrifice. It was a sacrifice to move there. It was a sacrifice to move out. Um, you know, I had roommates, whatever it may be. Real estate, in my opinion, is all about a lot of different sacrifices over, over the long run, like I said, but go, you know, put it in a REIT until you find a great duplex, buy the duplex, house hack it, refinance it, flip it, buy another one. Just, just start doing deals. That's how I view it. Mm -hmm. No, I concur. Jaime, next question. Yeah, I mean, just to add that, I think what, like the main point that you're saying is pretty much the, the best way to learn is to do it. Um, yeah, so. and, and, and use your resources, you know, like you don't want to just do it and not mm -hmm. have talked to anyone. Talk to 10 people, right. make yeah. sure you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess to go into the investing side a little bit, um, so, for example, I'll give a little quick scenario. So, uh, before I started really diving into investing into real estate, I was looking into a house hack. But this house hack happened to be um, a new construction, and there was developing going around all around. Um, and once I started looking into it, I realized, and I talking to some people, like you mentioned, Matt, is okay. Well, I'm also competing with um, the developers that might have, or like the builders that might have like incentives or can drop prices, you know, to compete with me if I'm trying to get a tenant in there, like for a house hack, for example. So what is um, kind of your opinion on that? Kind of analyzing the, the competition kind of deal mm -hmm. in an area. Um, man, you gotta, you do. Analyzing competition is amazing. It, it can go on at all levels. Like if you're looking to build self-storage, I've, mm -hmm. I've gone to self-storage facilities and found out which self-storage units had locks on padlocks. It means that they were already rented. And you can see, wow, these are 99% leased. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe there is some demand. Or if they're 50% leased, maybe there's no demand. So you have to understand the price points of all these other properties. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I do think, you know, talking about this market, you're always going to be able to find people uh, to come and, and live in a property with you. There's so much demand. Um, and so, yeah, man, just understanding as much as you can about the competition is key. And then just trying to make an informed decision and feel good about your numbers. You, you never want to be stretching, uh, competing with new houses like that. But if you feel good right. about it, it can make a lot of sense. Because those are going right. to be families that buy those houses too. And not going to be necessarily people that want to rent a room or two, you know. Yeah, no, that's good. And if you, and if you need to know about house hacking, all you have to do is talk to Diego Corsa. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the man, the myth, the legend on the house hacking. Uh, Amber? So, um, let's see. I was also wondering, so 
I know we talk about mindset a lot. I know you guys have touched on it, but how do you bring value as a new investor, a new agent um, to get like those mentors and to like, I know you said bring them out to lunch, but what other value can you bring to them um, to kind of get that knowledge? Mm. There's a lot you can do. I think it starts with asking the right questions because I do it constantly to people and sometimes I'll leave a meeting and somebody's looking for um, landscaping company that they want to buy or they're looking for a mentor. You, you got to kind of ask a little bit deeper questions like what are you, you, know, what are you struggling with and, and kind of figure it out and take that approach where it's, you might not understand what it is on the first meeting. You might just introduce yourself, but on the second meeting, you might ask a question and you just got to be super creative. You know, the obvious ones are, are people want to see deals. Um, you know, people want to meet other people. Uh, so, you know, the more you're finding those things and getting those in front of people, you, you can also get as creative as you want. I mean, when I was doing commercial real estate, we had brokers that would try to reach out to retailers all across the country, like Gold's Gym or Dick's Sporting Goods. And and like try to get them to be clients as commercial brokers. And they would send, you know, one guy would send a pizza and it, it would say, call me on the pepperonis. And then the next, the next week he mailed the shoe and he said, I got one foot in the door. And so like, <laughs> yeah, creative and that's just a random, you know, thing to get in front of someone, but really just finding out how you can add value and how you can plug mm -hmm. in and trying to ask those questions like, what are you struggling with? What are your goals? And, and then maybe come up with something creative to help them get there. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I think, I think there's the obvious ones, like you said, bring the deals and stuff. But I think more importantly, like you have to be aware that you have to see the signals and the different things that may not be so obvious. Right. And like, I'll give a perfect example. Jaime didn't have to do it, but he bought, he saw on my Facebook page that I went to a Spurs game eventually and he bought me a Spurs jersey when we met. Nice. I, I was like, I was like, are you learning shit from my podcast? Like, how, like I must have said this, right? A little bit. So, you know, perfect example is how I met Templeton, right? Like, I'm DMing him. I don't know if you ever heard this story, but I'm DMing him. And like, he, I'm like, I want to spend the day with you. And that keeps going on. And he keeps like saying, no, 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 no. And then I just sent him a picture of a plane ticket. And I said, I'm be there, deal with it, clear your schedule. But I took it another step further on his Instagram page. I found out that he loved Cadillacs. So I rented a 1966 Cadillac on twenties to pick him up for the day. And he like yeah. lost his mind, right? Yeah. And what that cost me like, you know, hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks. And it, but but he said, "Why'd you do that?" And I said, "Because when I leave today, I want you to remember that I was always here." Yeah. Because there's so much noise out there, right? And so you have to look below because somebody that has money or has something doesn't need something expensive. They need something that's thoughtful. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you're always thoughtful, like that's what you're looking for. But more importantly, like just give a shit, <laughs> like give a shit with your clients, give a shit with your relationships because relationships are what make this business. And when you're in a spot or you're in, you know, Ryan, your boss is a great, you know, Ryan is amazing at relationships. Right. And so you just want to continue to build those relationships and, and truly, I know it sounds so easy, but give a shit like yeah. care and, and, and look at it as more of a transaction as look at it as here's a perfect example. You as an agent, if you tell me that your job is to sell houses, I tell you that you're full of shit. 
And the reason I say that is because you are creating a space for memories for a family, for their kids to grow up in and, and, and sell them safety. The, the need is so much bigger than the biggest purchase of their life. It's where their kids feel at home. If you look at it from that point of view, then you always win and you don't have to worry about what's it for or what's it worth, right? And I think then you're removing yourself from value and you're just constantly being yourself. And that, and that person is enough. That person is great. And, and I think that's how you win over and over again. Yeah, and one thing, I, I really think that um, it's kind of sad, but, but people don't know what to do or what to expect when someone comes to a meeting and they're really not trying to get anything out of it for themselves. And it, it's like, mm-hmm. how many people do you meet that, you know, that, that do that and that actually play that long game? It's very, very rare. And when you find those people, you're like, man, this person's still sticking around. They don't want anything. They're just being real, like everything that Austin said. And that's how things really develop into, into something special, I believe. And, and, and also super important, there are relationships that are going to take two, five, six years to cultivate, right? But, but you're, you're laying the seed, as my mentor would say, you're planting the, the fruit trees, you know, you're planting the seeds and, you're, and it might bloom 10 years from now, but you have no idea, right? And so you're just taking it that step farther and doing that little bit of extra and then your clients are going, wow, like they really noticed that my daughter tap danced and they bought her like, I don't know, you know, I mean, but just like the detail stuff. Yeah. And having a good attitude, you know, every time I respond to emails or people, I'm always very nice. Hope you're doing well. How, how you doing? You know, instead of just getting straight to the point all the time, just be, you know, have that nice approach. Um, and it's just special, man. I, I really want you guys to, to if, if this is what you want to do and, and go after, I want you guys to, to do it and, and be very successful because it's, like I said, I'm 10 years in and, and all I see is the, the positive results from everything I've done and from everything that everyone else around me is doing. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting out there. I mean, I've talked about this many times. My mom uh, was cleaning houses and, and ended up owning 20 houses. And so everybody can do this. It just takes time and, and it's amazing because it not only does it change your life, it changes generations, right? Like you just pass this on and you, I think, I think you always need to be thinking about owning real estate and the, being a real estate agent is amazing and it's great and you make good money, but you got to play the long game and, and own and, you know, figure out how to be unique and creative and, and realize that you can do anything. You can develop, you could, uh, go do commercial leasing. Like there's no limits on this. And I really want you guys to, to get there. So hopefully this and any other questions, uh, we can add as much value as possible. I just want to be very real about it. For sure. Jaime. Yeah. Um, so, um, just kind of, kind of looking at like our market, uh, another thing, like when I first, first started going into real estate investing and looking into it, you know, a lot of things like, would say, hey, like out of state investing or further away from you where maybe the market value is a little lower or you can find a better deal in places that aren't, uh, for example, maybe Austin. Um, So as the first property, you know, hopefully I get here in the beginning of 2021, do you recommend as a new investor to try to keep that property, you know, as close to you as possible so that you can get that 
you know, that management experience in, if you're not going to, like, if I'm not going to house hack it, for example, get that management experience in and just be more of like a tangible thing where I can see it and be there, uh, then rather than, you know, something further away. I don't think it matters. I mean, it's all about the deal and the numbers and, you know, back to just doing a deal. Um, yeah. and I would just keep your mind open, man. Maybe the deal is bigger than you think. Like, you know, mm-hmm. talking to us, we have the ability to help you pull off big deals and we want to do that. So maybe it's a, a larger multifamily, maybe it's a self storage, like real estate's everywhere. And, and that yeah. was what blew my mind is when I got into retail after eight, uh, seven years of doing all residential, I was like, man, I don't know anything like retail is a whole nother world. Never thought about like restaurants and retail space and office buildings and land and RV and mobile. I mean, it's all there. And so, you know, if you're wanting to, to take this investment route, um, like I said, man, I was, I was writing letters every day. I was making offers every day. I, I couldn't pass a sign without, you want to become an expert and you have to know the market. Like if you don't know what properties are selling for on your street, on the next street, on, on, you know, the corner, um, then you're not going to really know when a good deal is there. So mm-hmm. just calling, having conversations. Uh, if it's your first deal, I, I would probably recommend um, just so you can get the hands-on experience like house hacking and living there. So obviously you'd want to pick a location that works with work and all that. Um, so that's kind of a, a, a variable, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. does that answer it? Yeah, no, I think that answers it. I was kind of already set on keeping it closer, uh, like I, you mentioned. I, but I will. I will tell you this though, something I learned the hard way, make sure that when you do use your FHA to buy your first property, the 3.5% down, you buy the best and highest use, meaning a fourplex, uh, a threeplex, a duplex, because that's the lowest amount of money that you'll be able to enter in a property. So you can live in one unit and rent out the other. So you meet that threshold because the rest of the time it's going to be five, 10, 20% in, down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good point. Go hear yeah. the word, you know, a hundred times. That's the key, yeah. man. You know, what do you yeah. what, tell Amber? She hasn't heard your saying. What is it? Oh, Amber, I just say, you know, anything that you want to do, if you go collect, collect no's and hear the word, no, a hundred times, you'll find success. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to go figure out how to, Get a new client. Have a hundred people tell you that they don't want to be your client, and I guarantee you, you'll find some clients in there. <laughs> <laughs> Takes one, yes. So. That's right. That's right. Collect Amber? the notes. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to know. So, what's the best advice that you guys have ever been given um, within anything real estate? And then I also want to flip it and go. What's the worst advice that you've ever been given that maybe you had mm. a really big learning experience from? <laughs> And that's good. That's really good. Austin, you got anything that comes to the So I tell you what, the number one advice, I just said this to somebody like 30 minutes ago. Uh, I got to hang out with guys that are worth a lot of money last night. Dudes that I've looked up to for a long time in GoBundance in Austin. uh, One of my favorite humans in the world. And it's the same thing when I met my mentor. And it happened that quick you are no different than me or Matt or them. That's it. No different. You can do everything you want to do. And when you can wrap your head around that, uh, then you can make, you know, you can do anything you want to do. That's the biggest thing that I, when I sat across from my mentor who gave me 15 minutes, I flew across the country. I sat down, we talked for five minutes. He looks at me, he goes, bro, 
we're the same person. Like, stop putting me up on a pedestal. Like, I just got started before you did and maybe had some better mentors. That's it. Boom. Done. Okay. Holy shit. Like, we can go. Execute. Now, on the worst advice thing, (laughs) I actually think it's my own advice (laughs) that I took. Uh, Do not run a large-scale Airbnb operation in seven states. You will go down in a blaze of glory. That's what I do know. Look. You can invest where the deal makes sense. The, you know, but but really, like Matt is Matt. Okay, perfect example. Matt destroys Round Rock. Like it's a sub city. Like he knows every value of every street. So there is something to be said to just knowing your spot and just banging it out. So I can give you advice. Hey, don't don't invest out of state. Don't do that. I got a ex business partner who owns. 25 doors and never seen them never even been to the state like that's all he owns so it's all relative you know uh but the but the worst advice i got was not to listen to yourself because Mm. yourself you have all the answers in here all me and matt are doing is confirming the the questions that you have matt yeah it's it's uh, it's just got my head spinning you know the I'm not, I haven't really, you know, um, I always just kind of go and learn by example and have my, like a bunch of these life lessons. And, you know, I, it makes me think of a couple of quotes. So my favorite quote is, you know, the humble cannot be discouraged. And I think the, the mindset is just having humility with everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess if I were to think about like business and real estate, it's just building the team and having all the right people. I've given up a lot of equity on a lot of different uh, companies and branches that I have to find the right people. And I just have this big belief in getting as many good people around me as possible and just mm-hmm. doing what I think I'm best at and uh, zoning in on that. Um, so those two things. And then, you know, the, the worst thing is burning bridges. Uh, I've had like two or three relationships that have gone bad in, in the real estate business and it sucks. And they were friends of mine and I've learned. And, um, you know, I think there's, there's always things to look back on, but you never want to burn bridges uh, I really I think that like, even if um, something went wrong, just own up to it and say you're sorry and uh, keep that relationship. Like it, life's too short to, and it sucks, you know, this is on a, probably a personal level, but sometimes people burn the bridges that are closest to them, their family and stuff. And uh, that can mm-hmm. obviously be the worst, worst thing that you can do. And, and, and more importantly, cause I just had this situation happen with me. It doesn't matter, right? 20 years as an alcoholic, uh, you know, a meth addict, homeless. It wasn't until I took ownership of the situation, regardless of their part in it, that I truly was allowed to heal. And that's what Matt's talking about. If family members burn you, you don't have to hang out with them every day, but release them of the burden to understand that they were hurt and you can yeah. move on from it. And, and it's not because here's what they don't tell you. Yeah, they might be carrying the burden, but you're carrying it too. And it's, it's, it's holding bandwidth in your head remove yourself of it and just move on with your day. Yeah. And you know, I can't tell you how many people like, I don't always uh, dress super fancy and nice. And like when people maybe first see me, they're like, who's this guy? And like, you just, you, you, people are, can be so cocky and then they realize like, Oh, I know what I'm talking about. And then they lighten up and like, that's not cool. Like, don't be that person. And everyone can provide value. Everyone has a role and, and, there's something about when you start making money and start owning properties that people detach themselves. And that's why I like that humble quote. It's like, 
we all could be in the same situation. We've all had the same feelings. It's all a journey. And, um, you know, just try and you guys are probably like this, I'm sure, but just don't ever try to, uh, put yourself above people within the business. Like always uh, lead with service and, and value and, and approach it that way. 100%. I mean, yeah. Um, I think that was all really, really good stuff. Um, so I have uh, realized that your, I mean, well, I guess your experience with wholesaling, um, if, if y'all have done, I'm sure y'all have done some wholesaling. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? I don't know. Like, I know the basics. I know how it works. But like, for example, if I'm trying, let's say, you know, I'll, I'll get my license here in about a month or so. Uh, but, you know, for example, one of my goals is to get a wholesale deal before that. Um, so what would be something, I mean, I know just get out there, like look for deals, like, and trust me, like I'm doing that for sure. But like, if you, you know, is there anything else you think I could work on or do? Because that's something that I've, like I said, I've, I'm focused on just because I think it would be good for me to get some experience. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we can go through specifics of what to do, you know, it's like how many doors have you knocked on today? How many Mm -hmm. calls have you made? How many letters have you wrote? How many people have you given your card? Those are all the tangible things. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the the basics, you're putting your name and or assigns. You probably know that Uh, Mm -hmm. when you start assigning contracts, it opens up the world to everything because now you're not just putting it under contract for other people. You're just putting it under contract and figuring it out and take that risk. I think real estate is about taking risks. It is scary when you're doing your first deal, but just do the deal. Uh, You're going to do the inspections. You're going to get the appraisal. It's um, and get around the people that know what they're doing. The the reality is if you, if you know what you're doing and you have the right people, it's really, it is, I hate to say it, but it is hard to go wrong with real estate. Uh, The bank, you know, is a third party that doesn't want you to buy something that's not worth that. I mean, they independently verify that. Uh, there can be a lot of moving parts when you get into development that's different, but mm. uh, it opens the world to do anything with deals. And so take that risk of if you put a property under contract, what do you have to lose? Uh, depends on what your option fee and your earnest money is. Some people, when you're wholesaling, they'll do $10. So yeah. you got $10 to lose. So if you do that 20 times, you lose $200 if you don't even get a deal done. Right. And so that's why it's just about that. And, um, you know, the, the process of finding deals is everywhere. You can, mm-hmm. uh, you can go knock on doors. You can pull ownership. You can send mailers. You can Facebook message people. You can talk to everyone. Uh, you can go on Craigslist. You can go on Facebook marketplace. You call mm-hmm. every for sale by owner. You call every broker. And uh, it, it takes time. That's the hardest thing about this business, in my opinion, is that, Nothing happens overnight. Most things that you do, you can see results somewhat quickly, but not in real estate. And so that's why I always talk about the staying power. If you can stay in the game, there's always a big deal. It's just right around the corner, but you have to be in the game. And I don't think you can do it part-time to to do it at a very high level. I think you got to go all in full-time. And yeah, so man, I just, you know, find out every way possible to track down an owner and then go do that. It's funny that you say that, Matt, because I'm going to ask the question for him because I know he might forget it or ask. Jaime has a job right now. He's going to get his license. They're moving back in with their in-laws to save money to buy their first investment property, which is amazing because you have no ego and you're like, I'm going to do what's necessary, as Matt talks about. I told him that if he truly wants to be an agent, and I'm not even an agent, that he should go all in, get his wife on board, and and quit the job 
what do you think? Mm. Uh, I, I would and I did. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the 100% right answer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the right time. But I don't, you know, I think you just got to put in more hours than anyone else. Like, it, yeah. I looked at it as a competition, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when I was uh, 17, 18, 19, my goal was like, I want to be doing more, you know, and, and I've kind of pulled off as I've gotten older and, and had kids and stuff. But I want to be doing more than anybody in the entire world is doing at 17 years old, that's in the real estate business. All right. All right. So I got my rookie. I got the rookie of the year. Great. Now 18, I want to be the best. I got the rookie. Now I'm getting the master's degree. Like it was a competition to be Mm -hmm. as best as I possibly could. So if you think you could do that, having a full-time job, you probably can, if you have that determination and grind and it's just, and you'll Mm -hmm. get there a little quicker. Um, If you want to go full-time, it will work out if you have that mindset. And it was like, I'm making more calls than anyone right now. I'm knocking on more do- doors than anyone. I'm doing everything I possibly, I, you know, back to, uh, and I got this out of a book, but I believe this as well. If, if you have a goal and you literally do everything you possibly can to get to that goal, it will happen. I, I never have ever doubted that. Um, it, it, it will happen. So it just depends on like, are you willing to do everything you can possibly do? That means like your mind's spinning. Who else can I be reaching out to? Who else can I be talking to? Oh, I got to jump out of bed and go email someone. Oh, I got to get, I'm, I'm going to be up all night now and just like doing it. And like, oh man, there's a satisfaction in that to me to know that like I'm, when I'm doing that, that's when I'm winning. Not when I buy the deal, but whenever we're putting in the work that no one sees. And, and mm. just, and just so you understand this old man down there still does this to me. He'll text me at like 1130 at night. What do you think about this Airbnb property? Let's pick it up. So, so he's so excited about it because he loves what he does. And if you're, and he's hundred percent right. If you're all in and you're in, you're turning over every stone, there's no chance that you won't succeed at it because you've chosen that that's the path you're going to walk down. Yeah. That's really good. This And it's kind of maybe kind of stupid. I don't know, but he's like, look, Matt, if I told you that you go, there's like, you know, a little rock yard. If I told you you go pick up all those rocks and underneath one of those rocks is 10 grand, would you go pick up all those rocks? I was like, yeah, I go pick all those rocks. He's like, well, well, the same thing applies with real estate. There's potentially 10 grand, if not, mm. behind every door. You got to go knock on that door. That's good. I really like that. I like that one. You you win so far with that story. Uh, so Amber, what you got? Um, I relate to that too because I'm in college full time too right now. But um, I also wanted to know what do you guys think of the market right now? Because I know in Arizona it's it's wild. It's super hot. I don't know how similar it is in Texas right now. Um, but I was just wondering if you guys think it's sustainable for much longer. If you think we're headed for a crash. If you think it's going to stay kind of where it's at. Um, what your ideas around that? I, I don't think it's going to crash. Um, I've learned, I used to ask the same question. Uh, nobody knows. Everyone is just guessing, but I don't think it matters. I don't care what the market does because there's ways to approach real estate where that doesn't matter. And it's, it's buying, playing the long game. And uh, I don't think, you know, you're not going to go unless you, you have to over like the biggest problem is if you over leverage yourself, but if you go buy a house and you're going to live in it and have some roommates, maybe it goes down, you know, 20 grand in value or 30 grand in value, but it will come back up and you don't actually lose that money um, unless you sell. And so it's just thinking very long term. And that's with like, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, making all these sacrifices. Like I don't, 
uh, ever promote buying houses over 500,000. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but those are the houses that do come down big time when you're buying in the 200s, the 250s, and this is in our market in Austin, um, 300s, like it is hard to go wrong. And we're blessed here in Austin to just have a crazy amount of jobs. Uh, we're, you know, my buddy told me he saw Elon Musk downtown yesterday and oh my like God. people are moving here. Uh, Joe Rogan and the jobs and Austin's a cool place. And I've never been to wh where you are, but heard similar things. Great. And so um, I don't know. I think the, the future in central Texas is very bright. Even if the market crashes, I think you'll be fine. Uh, you just have to have uh, the right approach and not get over leverage and not, you know, be flipping 20 houses at the same time when, when uh, that all your money's tied up there. So, um, you know, that's how I view it. I, I definitely could be wrong, but I really, I really believe that um, Austin is going to grow for the next 15, 20, 30 years. I really see that. I, I think the best thing to do, because I don't give a shit about the market. There's deals in every market. I don't, even, I don't even operate on that mindset. But what I do do is I do have options available for me if one thing doesn't work, can we back it out of here? Can I wholesale this? Can I move into it? Can I Airbnb it? And I keep options available where I don't get hamstrung by sticking my neck out there and doing something I shouldn't be doing in the first place. But do know, I know everybody says it, but you truly make money on the buy. You don't make money on the sell. And if you do buy and you do hold long term or whatever works for you, move on to it. But, but here's something very important. If you're a new investor and you doesn't mean you have to buy a property right now, you could wholesale for the next two years and have a ton of cash. And then instead of buying a single family residence, you roll into a 12 unit, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a, there's a technique called the stacking technique in investing. A lot of these rich guys have used, you buy one property and then you buy a duplex. Well, then you have three properties. Well, then you buy six properties. Well, then you have nine. Well, then you buy 18, 18 doors. And you just mm -hmm. keep stacking, stacking, stacking. You could do that once every two years, once every year. You know, and you look at Matt's mom, who's, who's continued to buy single family residence. You know, when she has, you know, and it, it, there's so many options, but just make sure he's 100% right. Make sure you don't over leverage yourself. Um, and, and, and then make sure that you're buying right and you feel confident about it. And if you're just don't do it to get the doors is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that you're buying right. Mm -hmm. Who's next? Mm -hmm. I I think it, Jaime. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, I mean, with like the, the answers y'all have covered a lot of, of, of like the main questions, but I guess this kind of goes back to like the whole mindset thing and starting out but and y'all have covered it a little bit but if matt if you were 17 again um starting out and austin you were i'm not sure what age you started like really going into this real estate thing if you could if you could like uh narrow it down to a few things what is like what what, what would we know like for amber and i what would be the most important things to to, to come out of this knowing or being aware of well, I think you got to just, you know, clearly define uh, your goals. Mm -hmm. Number one, that's always important. And then just get after it and find the best. Who's the best? Who's the best in what you want to do? You don't have to only find one, find a couple of them. 
and uh, go go plug in. That's what I did. Um, play the long game. If, if this game is for you and you feel like it uh, fits what you want to do, like reach out to us, reach out to anyone. Um, just get out there and do it and take good notes. Like, remember, follow-up's key. Every, every – uh, and I don't do a lot of the things that I used to do, and I was better when I was younger because I cared more, right? But I used to write a, a thank you letter to everyone I met with. I used to do all kinds of stuff like that. And I've been taught that by other people and it goes a long way. Um, and then just go have fun with it, man. That's the, that's the actual coolest part about all of this is you're in a job where you can do this for your entire life. Like I, I plan to buy real estate. If I can live to 90, I want to be buying real estate and doing 1031 exchanges and uh, collecting some rent. Um, and I would say, do not, in my opinion, do not only make money on real estate commissions. That scares the heck out of me. I would hate to only make money on real estate commissions. That's why I've been creative and flexible and do management and construction and buy properties, like get all the values of real estate. And um, in order to do that, you got to learn as much as possibly can. And to do that, it takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. a lot of time and play the long game. Like these things are so simple, but they work. They work for me. They work for everyone. Uh, it just comes down to if you want to go actually do that and make that happen. Yeah. Uh, get started tomorrow, meaning uh, I waited on the sidelines for a long time because I talked myself out of stuff. Uh, I wish I would have got started at 18, probably be retired at 30 if I wanted to. Um, but I'm going to go in a different direction. I need you as a human to define who you are as a person. And what I mean by that is who you are and your core values of who you are and what you'll do and what you won't do. And what I mean by that is when you define who you are and your values, that shows up in everything that you do. And what I mean by that is what you will or will not do for money. And you will not be talked to negatively. Like in what you're doing on a higher level is creating an abundant mindset instead of a scarcity mindset. And you're letting the universe know that you're okay because I've set the groundwork on who I am. My mentor says, you know, I'm a nice person, but my standards aren't. And you're basically removing yourself. I can't, oh my God, I, I got to have that commission. Yeah, but that dude's a piece of shit. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do something unethical. Define who you are. Show up every day as that person. And the right people and the right clients will find you. Yeah. Let me give you just a, a quick note on that, on, on making money. I had a guy that I lent uh, $50,000 to right before COVID and he was going to pay me back 55 in 30 days. And he was in a tight spot. I didn't even really want to do it. And the penalty was every month that he didn't pay me back was an additional $5,000 and COVID hit and he lost all of his business. He couldn't do any signs. He was, he was technically going to owe me like this. He didn't pay me for a long time and he technically owed me like 95,000. I was like, dude, just pay me back what I gave you and we'll call it good. And I could have gouged him. I had his property on the line. I had the deed. I could have made 150K. And I was like, I'm not going to screw this guy. Um, He kept a relationship with me. He did what he could. And now this guy's building a free sign for me at my office for about 15K. And he might build the free signs for me for the rest of my life. But don't try to just make that quick dollar and and try to have passion and empathy. And, And, you know, like you said, I mean, that's just a perfect example of, of us doing what we say we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got time for one more question each. Pick your best one you got left and then we'll go from there. Oh gosh. 
I think you kind of answered a lot of mine. Um, I just want to know personally, what are your guys' like five and 10 year visions for the future? Like, where do you guys see yourself heading? Do you see yourself staying where you are kind of right now and just expanding and scaling? Or do you see yourself going down different avenues even? Yeah, I'd love to have uh, multiple partners in multiple cities and multiple states and recreate what we've recre- what we've done here in Austin, which is have a little ecosystem of construction, brokerage management, uh, leasing, wholesaling, and, and find the right people to open up those branches in other markets and put our brand on it and put our marketing on it and uh, be able to just be around a lot of great people. Uh, one of my, uh, I guess, people that I look up to, just not even knowing him, but from a book is Tremel Crow, and he's a big-time developer. If you guys ever have a chance, that's a really, really good book, uh, Tremel Crow, Master Developer. And he just had partnerships all over the world. And he, um, and that's what it was, is all the right people. And I would just like to get as many of those people as I can, everyone grow together. Um, I kind of sometimes think about politics, like maybe at a city level. I used to think about it on a national level, but now it's just like, I don't know, man. It's too weird for me sometimes. So, you know, hopefully try to do some impactful things with, with uh, money that I can hopefully make and um, give back. And I have no interest in driving a Lamborghini or Ferrari. And I see nothing wrong with that, but I'd rather like go uh, do something meaningful. Definitely. And I don't know exactly what that is, but uh, just try and keep an open <laughs> mind towards it and, and always looking for new opportunities. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm doing what I was born on this earth to do, uh, which is help people and lift people up. But for me, you know, I just want to continue to give back. I, you know, we're, we're going to start a mastermind here soon of young entrepreneurs and real estate agents and, and just give value back. But for me, you know, really what we're searching for is um, I heard something in a mastermind and it's, they said, what's your number one goal? And she said, I want to make sure that I'm not location dependent. And that is what I seek my entire life. And So I would like to have a house in Italy, a house in Costa Rica, and a house in the States uh, traveling around um, with a nice ranch and and, and all that stuff like that. So, you know, the vision for me is to create a life that I don't need a vacation from. And you're basically doing what you love. So, you know, that's what I'm seeking. And I think where we get it twisted and what I teach all my clients is that you... um, People build a business and then build a lifestyle around the business instead of building a lifestyle and then building a business around it. And what I mean by that is I think we think that we need $200,000 or we need a million dollars. And I think that as a person, if you're living in your truce and you're supporting people and you're adding value and you're making 125 grand a year and you can be at all your son's football games or soccer games and you're truly happy, well, then understand that taking that business from 120 to 400 is going to re- take your time away. And, and Matt's goals are absolutely ridiculous. And he wants this because he wants to create jobs and he wants to do all these things. But that doesn't have to be your goals. And I think we get caught up sometimes in what we should do or what we shouldn't do when we're not asking ourselves what we need to do. And, and I just every day when you wake up, just make sure that you're living in your truce and you're, you're, you're living by your standards uh, and you're not um, doing it for somebody else because it's not going to get you what you need. Yep. yep. Jaime, one more question? 
Uh, sorry, I, I keep getting cut out. Um, good. Yeah, I mean, same. I think how Amber mentioned it. Y'all, y'all did a really good job of covering like the main things I had because you know, I got my little list here. Um, but I guess um, just to to keep learning, like you're saying, um, you know, what's what's y'all's favorites? Like business book um, and real estate investing book. Because I'm I'm really about consuming. Um, not too much not not too much information like uh austin had a, a friday rant about that but you know i do want to learn so any advice on that would be great yeah man the trammel crow master builder is mm. one of my favorite i'm just looking at all my books right now <laughs> i saw the book behind you that's why i thought <laughs> look at this i mean i've read all the you know real estate entrepreneur good to great you know everything um Trammel Crow Master Builder is my number one. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what everybody says. You know what the book is. Move on with your day. But uh, rich dad, poor dad. But what I'll tell you this right now. I'll tell you this right now. Hey, here's one real quick. Go ahead. More good. My favorite. This is my second favorite. What you got? Hunting in a farmer's world. I never heard of it. Woo! All right. It's on the list. All right. (laughs) So I really truly think that there's two books that can change your life. Uh, I think Atomic Habits is an amazing book that really gets you focused on the daily habits of what you need to do to be great. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil will set your, set your world on fire. It is an amazing book that was written in 1913 or 31 that was locked away for 70 years in a lockbox because they were too worried about it coming out to the public. And I know personally, I've given it to five or six people uh, and they have read it five or six times. Now that I will say this, there's another book, Kyle Cease, The Illusion of Money. The reason that you don't have it is because you want it. It's a game changer book. It, it'll, it'll reposition the way you feel about money. But I will tell you this tip, and I had to learn this the hard way. Money's how the world goes rounds, whether or not you want to realize it or not. When, when I worked private equity and I learned how investing money works and how hard money works and in construction loans and everything, you enter a different sector of business that is operating on a different level. So when you truly know how the dollar works, and I'm happy to put you on a phone call with Ryan Breedwell, who is you know money guy number 101, just really allows you to feel freedom in investing and have options on the table. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree, Matt? Yeah, hundred percent, man. You gotta, you gotta. I mean, I research all that stuff and you know stocks and uh, life insurance. You just gotta know about money. You gotta know all mm-hmm. the assets and uh, aspects of it and and ways to make money and have good bankers and get really plugged in. Yeah, but but something I want to bring up while we get off here, guys. I want to commend both of y'all for stepping up and jumping on this call because it is nerve wracking and. It means a lot to me that you're willing to put yourself out there. And that tells me already that half the battles won. And so now you have two guys that are rooting for you and, and, and working hard for you because you've taken the steps and jumped over that hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading this, man. This guy sent me, I, uh, I called this guy about 20 times. He's a big time attorney in Austin. And he sent me this letter. Uh, it's about 15 pages. And he says, uh, hey, Matt, I really appreciate the consistency. Uh, I've never seen anyone do anything like that. I'm going to give this to you. I give this only to my daughters. And uh, it's straight up life advice, like 15 pages of it. Wow. And first thing is, uh, 
while you're young, go far out and buy raw land at traffic intersections, highways, major intersections, and buy it on owner financing because that's the way you'll probably only be able to do it. Buy low and wait for the rise and the growth of cities, then wait and wait and wait until it's time to develop. That's how my wife and I have been so lucky to accumulate assets. Just one little thing, you know, and that's mm. not the exact answer for everyone, but um, there's way more in this little booklet. You got to get out there. The knowledge is all out there. And uh, I'm excited for you guys. I appreciate everything. And, dude, I got to tell you, I'm sure you probably heard this, but you look like Patrick Mahomes, man. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, that's not the first time I hear that. Dude. Yeah. Well, I don't I, have the arm, but, yeah. Straight <laughs> up. And it, yeah, and I would like to say it's his birthday on Friday, too. So. All right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you it. You guys be successful. Like, I remember being in your shoes, and uh, I really hope you guys stay in touch and, and just let us know how we can add value. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be uh, watching this in 15 years, and you guys will yeah. be uh, doing it to someone else. You know, just keep that mindset and keep it rolling. I, I love it. That. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I appreciate y'all's time and, and all this knowledge that y'all shared with us. It's really good stuff. And I know that y'all maybe didn't have it when y'all started out, but you know, setting ourselves, setting us up this way is, it means a lot for us. I think. So. No, I appreciate it, but I'm going to give you your last piece of advice. And I told this to Jaime yesterday. He said, how can I add value to you? And I said, you can go for a walk with your wife and y'all can laugh and smile and be together. Remember mm. the most important relationship in your life is the person that is closest to you. Mm. Make sure that you nurture that one. And that's the most important. I love it. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody, for coming on. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have Thanks, a great guys. Thank you. <laughs>